Mike invites Kamreya. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space. It's a sweet sensation over the dark, a one-off situation. Happy hour. Happy hour. Ooh, I come out. Over the dark with the sweetest inspiration. Now we now we're cooking with grease. It's six o'clock. You're listening to Mutiny Radio FM and SF. This is the second to last happy hour, the happiest hour of two-hour-long comedy. It's not. It's gonna be like 20 minutes tonight, um, because you know we are closing at the end of the year. Uh, but you can still listen to all the all the podcasts. Will be available in the index. You can. Download them at your discretion. We're not going to be streaming live because there's no more new content. So, like, what would be the point of that? You can listen to all this stuff, though. I'm going to keep the archives up. So, download and listen. But I'm going to, we're going to figure, so I'll maybe play some more commercials and then we'll wait for the comics because I know a couple of them are coming. Um, like, at least two. And we have Alex in the house in the hizzy. Yeah, so, and we have real people with souls. Okay, we're going to listen to some music. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The... Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fr- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. 
Never pay for fabric you don't need. And ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking LSD fap acid fapping fapping and acid acid fapping fapping and acid fap 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. I was just leaving the theater. (laughs) 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And, and, and I started to do some thinking. And I'm on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big splits and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total fraud. Lori Stanton's voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy, Bellius, and Adolescent. And I will cut the Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, Ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, No Liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir! And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, 11 fingers sound. Well, the last of our quorum has arrived for the Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. We've got four comics for you tonight here. And, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's what it's gonna be. We have and we have a real person. We have Matt, anime Matt in the house. Yeah, fresh off the boat from Japan or the plane. Uh, all right. Put your hands together for your first comedian. You know him, you love him. It's Ian Langland. Yay. Yes. How are we doing, everyone? We're good? Cool. Um, now that I'm getting older, I mean, I'm not that old. I'm 24. But older, older than 23. Uh, I've, I realized my whole relationship with my mother is just her giving me bad news. That's kind of my whole relationship with her at this point, you know. They'll just be like, Ian, do you remember your third cousin's girlfriend from when you were eight months old? And I'm like, honestly, mom, no. She's like, well, she has osteoporosis now. I'm like, that's sad. Um, I don't know how exactly to react to that. This other thing she likes to do, she likes to just come up behind me when I don't see her and just hand me the obituary of someone. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is like, you remember he was our postman for three weeks in 2007. Well, he's dead now. And I'm like, okay, Bob, thanks. Thanks for the update. Uh, I went to the MoMA recently. I went to the MoMA, and uh, yeah, MoMA's cool, but every time I go to a museum, I feel like I'm auditioning for the part that of guy that understands art. And I don't think I'm going to get cast, to be honest with you. I'm just in the corner looking at the water fountain like, that's water right there. That's amazing. Like, I don't know where the art begins and where it ends sometimes, and I feel like I have to prove to everyone else that I know what I'm looking at. One time I was in the cafe and I was just sitting down and there was this couple, they were legitimately looking at the menu like it was an art piece because it was kind of done fancy. And I swear to God, they turned to me, they go, ah, the artist, Cappuccino, I know him. Okay, that was so dumb. So dumb. Uh, I am, I'm currently going through a breakup and uh, I got to, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know what to do with these nudes now that I have them. Like, I don't know the ethics of the news. I was going to delete them, but then my friend was like, nah, man, you earned those. I'm like, it's not a Nobel Peace Prize. I think, I think ethically I have to get rid of them, you know? He goes, just keep them. They're valuable. But I'm like, maybe he's got a point, you know? Maybe one day she starts an OnlyFans, and these are like Babe Ruth rookie cards, you know? Like, I could get some value for them. She's kind of like a shiny Blastoise. That's kind of her Pokemon, I feel like. She's got my nudes, and those are like a Weedle or something, or a Caterpie. Okay, maybe you you have to <laughs> you have to know uh, Pokemon for these references. It wasn't that funny though. Um, I'm really jealous. I'm jealous of women's bathroom community. I think they got a good thing going on in there. They got a really. I like their bathroom community. You go to the men's bathroom. It's not the same. women's bathroom. I hear stories. They're going in there. They're doing drugs with each other. They cry with one another. They console each other. That's like amazing. I heard even this, I, I think this is true. They, they got glory holes in the women's bathroom too. Did you guys know that? But it, it's for holding hands. Did you guys know that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Men's bathroom, we don't get that in the men's bathroom. Men's bathroom, I, I, feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a Navy SEAL in action. You know, every time I go, I just go in, I check the corners. <laughs> Straight ahead, no eye contact, focus on the target. I get to the to the toilet, pee above the water so it doesn't make a sound. An enemy encroaches to my right. Don't look at his face or cock. Stay focused. But also kind of, no, don't, don't, just stay focused. Move to the water. <laughs> Move to the sink. Wash your hands. There's no paper towels or soap. You just wipe the pee on your pants and you leave. Okay, that's the only way to do it. 
Um, I don't like when people uh, suggest a TV show to you and there's like stipulations on how to enjoy the TV show. They're like, it's really good, but it doesn't get its footing till season 15. That's when it really picks up. Season seven, you do have to watch in reverse to make sense. And season two, you need a little Sri Lankan boy to watch and he'll recite the plot back to you. I'm like, God, this is a complex, what show is this? Like Paw Patrol? I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. I'll watch it. Sounds pretty good, actually. Uh, I just started reading. I finally started reading. <laughs> just started reading. Just learned. I th those symbols are words. I didn't know. And uh, I I, th I found that my favorite part about reading is walking around carrying the book. That's my favorite part. Just showing the world that you're educated is the best part. You know, I'm like, this is a book I've read and understand fully. I get it. I get what's going on in here. I love reading on the bus. That's like my favorite, just reading on the bus. Everyone thinks you're so cool and mysterious. I choose my books very selectively. The other day I was reading Self-Love Workbook for Women. That's what I was reading. Little did they know I was watching porn on my phone inside the pages, but they didn't know. They didn't know. It's all about keeping a secret. A girl came up to me, she was like, oh my God, you're reading, I love that book. What's your favorite part? And I'm like, well, you know, as a man, I don't feel like I'm worthy to have an opinion on this. Uh, but the part where she gets gang-banged in chapter three, that part's really, really good. That's my favorite. Um, I feel, I mean, I, I miss when like shrooms, like shrooms is now like, a, it's like a chill, like hangout drug. I don't, I never really understood that. It's definitely my generation that did it. Like we're a little too relaxed with drugs, I feel like. Because I did shrooms for the first time when I was 16 years old. I feel like that's a little too young to be doing that. Like what did I think I would discover on a psychedelic. I'd be like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have asked Sarah to prom. That was a mistake, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. They say you reach nirvana on shrooms. I reached nirvana, I was like, do you guys have any Hot Pockets here? I want some Hot Pockets. I'm 16 years old. Now like techies microdose acid to be more productive. That's too much. Like drugs, they, they, they're, they're responsible for like some of the best art we've ever seen as a society. And now Dante, who works at Salesforce, is like, how is this going to help my coding? How is this going to improve my work plan? Uh, okay, thank you guys. That's all I'm going to do. Thank you so much, Pam. Bye. Chicks and dudes, so you think Yay. it's really kicking too. Langlands, everyone. Yay. He is the future. Uh, you're, <laughs> well, you know, you're, you are. Uh, I'm so glad Alex is here and providing girthy laughter, like just like the 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 weight of your laughter. It has it has like volume. It ha we could like do a chemistry thing and we could we could weigh it and it exists. It's 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 viscous laughter. Beautiful. Uh, your next comedian. I can't transition out of viscous in any meaningful way. <laughs> Uh, okay, your next comedian, super, super funny and wonderful. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! The future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. Moving to kind of slow. Betty Davis said it right. Old age ain't for sissies. It's for whiskey and weed. Rock on, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? I wrote that when I was laying down with the heating pad <laughs> and my vape pen. Nothing, a vape pen makes a heating pad all worthwhile. Okay, cool. Yay.
I got I got another one new one. Hang on. Okay. I'm a very lucky person because I get to practice my craft, my art form, every night in front of you fuckers. And I couldn't be happier. Of course, if you paid me, I would be a little bit happier. But look at me. That's enough. <laughs> I'm old as fuck. Boy, I can remember where I was when Kennedy got shot. I, I, was, I remember being in my basement when I was a kid, watching the moon landing with my mother. I mean, she wasn't on the moon. She was watching it with me. <laughs> I've seen some shit. I once knowingly worked as a cleaning lady at a high-class brothel in Manhattan in 1980 there. I'm talking cocaine on mirrors and whips under the bed. I'm talking creepy guy in his underwear following me around, checking that I did my work. I'm talking so, so many sheets and towels as a laundromat that the other customers are staring at me and snickering. I lasted one day. <laughs> but that day is seared in my memory. I totally remember it. It's funny how events and memories work together. They say things like, um, you remember things when there's an emotion attached to it. In this case, cleaning at the brothel, I probably would be many emotions, like fear and anxiety were at the top of the list. That guy was really creepy. But in my line of work, comedy, fear, and anxiety are often their front runners with depression not far behind. And I'm still working on that joke. All right. Thank you. Out of the presses. I did this one already. Oh, here we go. You ever wonder if people talk shit about you and what they might say? Yeah, I know. Lauren, she's that old dyke comedian, never succeeded in killing herself when she had the chance. <laughs> I love that. What about her? <laughs> well, the latest thing I heard is she fainted again. <laughs> Apparently, she doesn't drink enough water, and she can't hold her weed. <laughs> and she calls herself a lesbian. <laughs> Thank you. I think the whole issue around pronouns of people saying he, she, and they can be solved if we said he, she, and E, capital E. It's just taking the H and the SH away, and if you're not happy with she or he, why not be happy with just E? Instead of saying they, which is confusing because it could be plural, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> e, where's E going? He's going to lunch. What the hell is wrong with E? It's breakfast time. You know, things like that. You could say that. All right. Oh, wait. Don't go away. Uh, oh, here's one new one. Suicide checklist. One, reason to die. Two, means to that end. Three, suicide note. Very important. Four, despair. Five, regrets. Six, doubt. Seven, anxiety. Despair, regrets. Doubt, anxiety. Despair, regrets. Doubt, anxiety. Reason to die. Reason to die. Reason to live. Reason to live. Reason to live. Reason to die. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's to Beethoven's fifth, which 
Pam knew without me having to uh, look it up. She knew what it was, and I had I didn't know. Um, why is it important that when we see someone coming at us, we determine for us to determine whether they're male or female? Is it because if it's a male, it's like go harking back to um, caveman times where we might have been injured and we had to be careful and say, "Are this person going to hurt me?" or eat me worse if it's a tiger or something? Or is it a female and I have to stay away from her cubs because she's gonna be ferocious and even more than a male because she's being protective? Or is it a female that doesn't have cubs and all she wants to do is party? Who's got ketamine? <laughs> That's for Pam. Uh, oh, I like this music. Oh, okay. Do I have time for one more? All right. Um, thank you. We're never just one thing. We're a bunch of things. I'm not just a lesbian. I'm a lesbian comedian with a microphone, and that spells trouble. Trouble with a capital T that rhymes with P that stands for penis. And that's me being a professional inserting a dick joke at the first opportunity. I'm not just a comedian, I'm also a voter with opinions. I'm a lesbian voter with opinions and a microphone, and that clearly points to a career in politics. But I'm not gonna run for office anytime soon because I'm also a wo woman with a past. <laughs> I'm also a woman with a past. What is the next part? Oh, I have too many skeletons in my closet. My water closet. The Times would be all over that shit. Local suicidal comedian thinks she can solve city's problems with dark humor. Look under your chairs. You get a 5150. You get a 5150. 5150's for everyone. That's very dark, that one. All right, I think that's all I have. That, uh... Oh, I was going through the ways that I'm trying to convince myself that it's not true that I'm a stoner. And when <laughs> I was making a list, you know, and one of the first things was says, says, you have a vape pen, you have a charger, you have a vape pen and a charger and a pipe and a stash on you at all times. You're a fucking stoner. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Pam. This has been great. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Yay. Uh, since it's just us chickens, I wasn't like timing you or worrying about anything. Um, like as long as you want to go, it's like fantastic. Um, yay, Lauren, yay. She's fantastic and wonderful. And uh, I like the, the, the new ketamine joke. You'll get a great laugh on that. Wait, yes, you're old saying ketamine is hilarious. Um, don't take that stuff. It'll hurt you. Micro, micro, microdose. Micro, microdose. Don't, those kids... <laughs> yeah, you gotta take tiny, tiny bits. Very different than mushrooms. Uh, disassociatives are weird. Anyways, different conversation, different time. Uh, your next comedian is just wonderful. From audience member to part of the fold, clap your hands together for Alex. Yay! Yay! Microdose. That's what I call my Latin lovers because I have the reading comprehension of an elementary school student. Um... Okay, hey, welcome to the Gay Diaries. Um, 
a little information about me. I'm from Napa, so I have a superiority complex, and I'm gay, so I have enough delusion to fuel that complex. Uh, I also just got TSA pre-check, so it, it really adds to the superiority when I'm in a different line and I say, oh, hello, commoners, hello, poor. <laughs> uh, it's the holiday seasons. Uh, I'm not going back to visit family because I had to put them in timeout. Um, they said some hurtful words to me. Well, that's what my therapist says. They're like emotionally abusive or whatever, but like that's not that doesn't have enough fun ring as in like, I put them in timeout because they were naughty. Okay, show of hands, who's hooked up with their Uber driver? No, just me? <laughs> it's a very easy process. Everyone should follow the recipe. I feel like Rachel Maddow. Um, first question, what's your name? Easy. Second question, are you single? Third question, can I suck your dick? Easy transition. <laughs> Uh, I want to monetize it, though, because I want to make money. And so instead of cash cab and married at first sight, it's rating at first blow, where it's how many questions does it take for me to make you come? Um, and I'm still waiting for that five stars. I am putting my whole back into it. <laughs> okay, also the things that I've done, I've hooked up with a security guard at my college during finals. I needed the study break. Um, we started in the stacks and then ended in the bathroom, and I made him to do a perimeter sweep to make sure all the cameras were off. I mean, it's his job anyway, but like, I wanted to make sure that I was safe. <laughs> uh, I call him Double Combo because he had hypo... I don't remember the name. Uh, anyway, he had two holes in his dick, uh, so he shot me in both eyes with his cum. And I saw him on Tinder today, so either he lost his X Factor and got the surgery, or um, he's still not appealing. <laughs> so my ideal man is a park ranger. <laughs> because first, I love the uniforms when they have those slutty little UPS shorts on and they show their knee. I'm like, ooh, harlot walking. I'm just, this is just for me. <laughs> I'm having a good time. <clears throat> the second reason why I like park rangers is I don't have to worry about office gossip because who they're going to tell? The squirrels? I mean, they can chat up with the rabbits, but they're all humping. So, I mean, he could take some tips for them, actually. That's a good idea. Um, and then he'll love the environment so we can fuck in the bushes. And then he'll know the great spot. And he'll know the difference between poison ivy and just, like, tall grass. <laughs> Um, but I know that I'm going to get a man because I'm a catch. I have a clipper card with over $100 on it. So basically, if you want to go to like East Bay, San Francisco, East Bay, Napa, <laughs> we can do that. Train, plane, bus, ferry. <laughs> I'm also a CPA. I just passed my uh, my ethics and certification, so I'm licensed now. Uh, three letters determine my worth. Um, I, it took me three tries to pass the ethics exam. I only passed only after I bought the answers, and I wish I had known that on attempt one. I'm also a very dedicated lover. Um, this one time, I sucked this guy's dick for an entire season of Schitt's Creek. Mostly because I got locked out of my account and I couldn't remember my password. And it just was easier than just like emailing technical support. 
Okay, yeah, that was my entry of the Gay Diaries today. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Yay! Yay for Alex! Yay! Um, do do I remember your Mira? Did I get it right? Are you are you a comic? Are you just are you a person? You're just a person coming to watch comedy. Wow, that's exciting. Uh, cause. It, lucky you, you get to listen to me. <laughs> no, uh, hey, yay, yay for me, Pam Benjamin, yay. You're a real person with a soul. How did you stumble upon this? Really, on Eventbrite, that shit works. I didn't, uh, I haven't believed in anything. Like, I don't think any of it exists. Everyone's like, it's all TikTok. I'm like, that's not even, I can't. No one wants to watch a 49-year-old woman do anything. Like, that's fine. It's, um, even if it's baking pot cookies. I, I mean, I guess I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm making, I'm making uh, what are you making special for Christmas while I change my guitar? What are you, what are you making for, are you doing anything for holiday? Are you making anything? I bet this one's better. This one's way better. You don't bake? Oh, you're not going to bake. Do you watch Great British Baking Show? I do too. God, I love it. Okay. I love baking. I'm, I, I have all my, I have a pound of flour inside. I have to carry around all night. I'm the fucking weirdo at the bar that's got a bag from Grocery Outlet and you open it up, you're like, CBD water and flour? Like, whoa, what is the fuck is wrong with this woman? Okay. None of the, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing what the comics call riffing or trying crowd work is what they call it specifically to you. I'm killing Alex, which is amazing. See, I know everyone else in this room, so I, but I'm excited that you've stumbled across us before, the, before, it, before it all ends. Uh, yay. Okay, uh, Sparkle Jesus, he's for real. I used to be a cheerleader for God. <laughs> there is only one God, and he is the sun God. Thank you. Thank you. That's I was I really was I really was a cheerleader for Christ and it's it's kind of um really topical for these these particular tumultuous times. <laughs> uh okay, but I, I I'll need your help. I'm gonna look at me trying to be professional. Gimme a K. Gimme an I. Gimme an L. Gimme an L. Who did the Jews kill? Jesus! Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay! It's so hard to do this with microphones up here. Yay! We all get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay! Thank you. Uh, the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, uh, which are not sexy. And that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also, <laughs> not sexy at all. Was anyone else raised religiously? No? You were? Do you have a favorite Bible verse to share with the group? You don't? Oh, my God. I have so many. I have, I have a tattoo on my arm here, and it's Second uh, Peter 2.11. And it says, don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. And funny enough, I got this before I started doing comedy. So that's... <laughs> This is, I couldn't even take my own advice. I like, I wrote it on myself 
And then I became an asshole <laughs> and completely lost my soul. So that's hilarious. Uh, no, I have a lot of favorite Bible verses because they instilled them in me as a child. But my very favorite is Leviticus 20.12, which states, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned, you pot smoker. <sighs> Who doesn't love to be stoned, man? Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama. So super hot, right? Hey, how you doing? Are you here to do jokes or just watch jokes? Oh, so one of you is going to, who's the comedian out of the group? You are. And you're, and you're, you're pretty new because you still have friends. So that's <laughs> it's really impressive. Like you're walking three thick and they all look like they like each other. That's amazing. Is that what friendship is like? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. I was just talking about losing my soul because of comedy. That's just what happens over time. You will negate everyone in your <laughs> I actually did, um, amazingly enough, I did just talk to and see my mother for the first time in 12 years. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. Like, you know, people get estranged for different reasons and, you know, all that, all that crazy stuff. Uh, I don't want to do that joke yet. I just wanted you to clap for me talking to my mom because that's about all it was worth. That's, is that, that's what I'm getting. The only thing, well, no, actually, my MFA probably has less worth, less worth than the, anyways. It's, you have an MFA? Yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big advanced degree in nothing. It's a big advanced degree in nothing. It's in being poor. It's like, you know what, I, I have faith in my talent in Poetry. That's why it is such a poor decision. Like I'm never gonna make any money ever. It is the poorest decision. MFA. You got a. You got a. You got an advanced degree. Oh, oh, Master of Fine Arts. It's. It's. Yeah. It's when you get a degree in nothing that'll. It'll never help you. Don't ever do it. It's like oh, I'm gonna concentrate on my art. It's like when your parents. Actually, my parents didn't help me though. So it was me. I'm the narcissist. I'm sorry. I'm off the rails just because it's just us chickens and so. These two know I have material, but I'm like, there's real people here. This is what a comic does. They blame their audience. I'll tell you everything not to do. How about that? This joke worked the other day. Um, <laughs> sorry. I hate it when people have ums and ahs and likes and you knows in their set because I feel like there should be conservation of language if you're in a performative sense. No, not funny, just Professor Pam coming out. I'll teach you a few things about feminism and then I'll talk about dicks, dicks in my mouth so we can all be happy. We'll just learn a few things. Let's learn a few things about poetry first, okay? Just because we're here and why not? I thought, I thought okay, I'm never going to make any money with that so I will write lyrics for songs because that can make money and I'll, I'll write lyrics for death metal because there's like nine words in those songs, right? So the first song I wrote is about things people like. Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. People love porn. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And end rhyme. It, it makes them feel complete. Uh, the second song I wrote deals with assonance, which is the rhyming of vowel sounds between words. Rappers often call it slant rhyme. At dawn, with chainsaws. Thank you. Thank you. 
For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. <laughs> Look how many friends you have. This is amazing. Uh, hi, I'm, t I'm telling everybody about, about death metal and poetry. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the, the, t the song, it's, it says, at dawn with chainsaws, and it's about carving up a dead bloated whale in Alaska at dawn. It's a very metal concept. <laughs> and the assonance is the ah sound. So my third song, my last song, uh, I think it's going to be my big moneymaker, and it's called 28-Year-Old's Lament. I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom, why do I still live with my mom? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a death growl, also a convention of death metal. So, yay. I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to do one last joke, and then I'm going to bring up... Hard to sing. Okay, there we go. Yay. So, um, new per what's your name, new person? Catherine. Okay, cool, Catherine. This is very exciting to uh, see what you do. I'll do one more joke. Um, because, uh, t well, yesterday was the solstice, and we're going into these holiday times. And... Um, and then also then the Lunar New Year, you know, Gong Hei Fat Choi and that whole thing. And I think that we've, we've done a lot in San Francisco to hashtag stop Asian hate. But where I think we need to start focusing is um, stopping Asian on Asian hate because they seem to hate each other. My, my friend, my Vietnamese friend, she called me up and she said, Pam, don't trust Chinese women. They're all snakes. And I said, Nicole, you need to calm the fuck down. They're not all snakes. Some of them are tigers and some of them are rabbits. Some of them are oxen. Some of them are dogs. Some of them. Only some of them are snakes. But that Marjorie at Citibank, what a rat. That's, okay, that's, a, that's a Lunar New Year joke. Okay, we didn't like that one. Okay. We're gonna, it's, we're, sorry, we're having fun. Uh, I'll, I'll say something terrible. I, I'm so white, I can't even make my ass golf clap. There we go. Is it Marjorie? How did I just forget your name? Crap. Why would I think Marjorie? Because I said Marjorie because it's in a joke. See, I'm all, I'm all script. Uh, I'm <laughs> no, I forgot. Catherine, thank you. Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. All right, everybody. Uh, you're all here to see her, and it's exciting. Put your hands together for Catherine. I, uh, I think if you wanted to call me Marjorie, that means you think I'm a rat. <laughs> no, hey everybody, my name is Catherine. Um, I might not look like it now, but usually I look like somebody that like waited to smoke weed until it was legal. <laughs> like I have the vibe of like somebody that was in Girl Scouts, like just like a little too long. And I think it's because like I'm very attached to my youth, like I love to cling to my naivete, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people try to do that. And I think like most commonly we'll see, you know, a lot of people are spending like $120 on like expensive anti-aging creams, et cetera, et cetera. But my thing is like, you don't need, need to spend all that to stay looking young. Like there's something much simpler and it's called just getting acne. 
Nasally fucking free. All you have to do is like wash your face a little wrong one time and it'll pop the fuck up. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I'm very young, but I've also understood that like I'm simultaneously very old because I use a CPAP machine, but I also have two of my baby teeth. <laughs> so like chronologically I'm 27, but dentally I'm like somewhere under the age of 12. And that 12-year-old mouth doesn't co does come in handy when I go to the dentist because um, they always give me like a little treat after. And like I get to pretend that I don't know what insurance is. So yeah. Um, anyways, today I googled Osama bin Laden's height. And you know what it said? 5'8? Five, 6 foot 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which conveniently is the exact same height as my ex-boyfriend. Spooky. So, <laughs> so naturally, what I had to do, as you can imagine, is compare the sizes of their, of their like two atrocities. And on one hand, <laughs> on one hand, we have Osama bin Laden, you know, infamously responsible for the deaths of thousands of civilians in 9/11. On the other hand, we have my ex-boyfriend Austin who used to kick me under the table if I ate too much ketchup at dinner. Yeah, so I know what you're thinking. Where's my Ground Zero Museum? You know, <laughs> I've been through some shit. Um, no, speaking of 9-11, you know, you know how Italy is shaped like a boot? So I feel like the Bay Area is shaped like a vulva. This is my thing. And like, if it's the vulva, like San Francisco is definitely the clit. Right? Because, like, it's the most density of, like, you know, stimulation. To me, that just makes a lot of sense, and it feels like that when you're here, certainly. Um, what else? Yeah, I, I'm a big pedestrian, love a walkable city. Let's give it up for walkable cities. And um, one thing, like, I just cannot figure out as a pedestrian, I just can't understand people who won't jaywalk. Because my thing is, like, what are you waiting for? Like, you want a little green light to tell you what to do? Like, fuck-ass Jay Gatsby? Like, <laughs> like, to the cultured lord, green light, I want it, etc. But no, it's like, you want a little white man to tell you what to do? Like, I thought we were over, like, the Napoleon complex and all that. So, yeah, haven't figured those folks out. Um, the other day, I did walk by a UPS store, and two lesbians walked out at the exact same time that two lesbians walked in and just a huge wave of calm rushed over me because I was like, that's equilibrium. <laughs> that's fucking homeostasis. Like if I pull up anywhere and there's not at least two lesbians in the room, one, two, <laughs> I don't wanna be in there. There's something wrong with the vibe and that's why I had to bring my friends tonight as you can see. Let's fucking go. Yeah, um, what else, how much time do I have actually? One minute, cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually live in Seattle, I'm just in the Bay for the holidays because I grew up here. So this is fun to come through. Um, I guess I'll leave you guys with, I guess I'll leave, you, well, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll leave you with this, okay. Has anyone been watching, has anyone been watching stuff on those free TV services like Pluto or like Tubi? 
Yeah. Okay, well, I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> because if you have watched a choice number of things on there, you will understand that the quality of the program, program programming on there is very questionable. Like, it is free, but, like, they need to start charging so that they can pay for their crimes against humanity. It's fucking bad. And personally, I have been paying a lot for those services in the currency of my dignity. And the value of that currency is deflating quickly. I will just say that. Um, yeah, no, the stuff on there is very shitty. And it will have you questioning every single person that left a positive review. Because if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, in my experience, and something on Tubi has 100%, it's because it only has three reviews. And of those three reviews, one will be like the filmmaker's boyfriend, one will be the filmmaker's mom, and the third will be like the filmmaker's mom on a second account. So you just don't want to trifle with those things. And I think that they know that their shit stinks and that you're the kind of person who likes to smell it because they always serve you like seven ads every 20 minutes. So you just know that like they're trying to subliminally be like, you're not supposed to be watching this shit. And I know that very medically, again, not from the teeth, but from the type of, they should be serving me teeth implant commercials that they knew it was good for them. But that's why capitalism's broken. So... They always serve me um, LASIK eye commercials, which I basically take to mean that they're like, if you're watching this shit, you need to get your eyes checked. That's not, like, they're literally soft launching medical interventions um, so that you stop watching their programming. And that's my set. Thank you all for being here. Keep your hands clapping for Catherine. Yay, all the way from Seattle. Hooray. Well. That's it, Ian, unless you want to go up again since none of the people were here, you're okay? Are you sure there's a whole lot? They didn't, none of them saw your jokes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't want to go up again. Well, thank you all for being here. I'm so excited that you found Mutiny Radio. Um, and we run uh, five open mics a week. Check us out um, on the Instagrams. And thanks for being here. And um, listen to mutinyradio.fm while you still can <laughs> through the 31st. Um, but again, thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate it. And uh, have a happy holiday, everyone. Yay! Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Home, Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. 
This all ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Hold on. Then Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. Two seven eight one Twenty First Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed dress right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place, one day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. 
Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fab. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black class. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Hannibal Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> 
but quick to the festival, all sails ahead. Pirate noises. Ambiance. Santa Christmas still mean a lot Cause it's the time to get together And give all you got You got food, good moods And what's better than together with your people Where wishes give a toast by the tree It's Merry Christmas Santa Claus on the ceiling Jack Frost chillin', pinch the Grinch for being a holiday villain. Seasons greetings, all the proceedings are brought to you by the church house where we'll be eating. Chestnuts roasting on the open fire, singing my jingle, where is Chris Kringle? I didn't cop and I ain't even shout. I even stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out. Now all I want for Christmas is my six-fold Chevrolet and a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly. Ain't that something? Nah, ain't that nothing? How was Christmas time? And my rhymes steady bumping. Everybody happy, happy. Hair still nappy. Gonna steal a gift for my old grandpappy. Catch me giving out turkeys at the church house. Don't try to work me. Just stand in line and everything gonna be fine. Holla at your folks, boys. Gonna stay. Ain't no help from no help. Just the dog. And we passing out gifts. Blazing up splits. Christmas on the road. Take your dick.
board of the spinach. Paradoxically, I'm about to climb a mountain on Christmas Day with a man named Larry Davis. Larry has climbed Mount... David Sedaris has written three very funny best-selling books and attracts big crowds. Billy Collins is the poet lord. The name of the author is the first to go, followed obediently by the title, the plot, the heartbreaking conclusion, the entire novel which suddenly becomes one you have never read, never even heard of. It is as if one by one the memories you used to harbor decided to retire to the southern hemisphere of the brain, to a little fishing village where there are no phones. Long ago, you kissed the names of the nine muses goodbye, and you watched the quadratic equation pack its bag. And even now, as you memorize the order of the planets, something else is slipping away, a state flower, perhaps, the address of an uncle, the capital of Paraguay. Whatever it is you are struggling to remember, it is not poised on the tip of your tongue, not even lurking in some obscure corner of your spleen. It has floated away down a dark mythological river whose name begins with an L, as far as you can recall, well on your own way to oblivion, where you will join those who have even forgotten how to swim and how to ride a bicycle. No wonder you rise in the middle of the night to look up the date of a famous battle in a book on war. No wonder the moon in the window seems to have drifted out of a love poem that you used to know by heart. Oh, Queen. 
said she liked the Snoop Dogg Christmas. Here we go. We're back. I want a Super Nintendo. Sega Genesis. Street Fighter 2. Christmas Eve, I'm out with the gangsters and thieves. Celebrated, posted up with eggnog, head and up in my cup. Put Rudolph and Moses, Slell, bang, bang, and coasting down the block. But be careful for the hawk because it's posted. Some say to this day that Christmas ain't nothing but another day. But out of respect, I gotta give the Lord his day. Tell me, tell me, where do the homeless and bums got to sleep? Where do the hungry and the needy greedies got to eat? Life is so crucial and cold as for. For the children in this world, they hopes and dreams can't afford. The young get old churches and spiritual dreams, seasonal things. Heard throughout the ghetto reaches gangsters and dope things. Uh, Cause those who ain't able to get it, I can finally get it. Cause the ghetto Santa Claus sprinkled the hood. Now we born and living to a new year. A better thing, celebrate with some champagne. Ha ha, check Santa Claus. On the first day of Christmas, my homeboy gave to me a sack of that crazy glue and told me to smoke it up slowly. Now on the second day of Christmas, my homeboy gave to me a fifth of hen dog and told me to take my mind off that weed. Now by the third day of Christmas, my big homeboy gave to me whole lot of everything and it wasn't up a game to me. Back then you woke up to the sound I saw mama kissing Santa made you reminisce on the old fashioned Christmas days. Yes, miss a fat man jolly with joy down your chimney with toys for little girls and boys. Pumped up, I jumped up before the sun peeked in and hoped to catch a Santa Claus creeping down my halls. Went to the window, put my eyes to the sky to see if I could see the sleigh that parlay and push the fat guy. I sigh, ain't no sign but everything under this tree in my house is mine my bike that and this plastic nine to do fine t- 
till next year come I try to see the same thing They got us brainwashed up And when you find it ain't no Santa Christmas Still mean a lot Cause it's the time to get together And give all you got You got food, good moods And what's better than together with your people Swear wishes, give a toast by the tree It's Merry Christmas Santa Claus on the ceiling, Jack Frost chilling, pinch the Grinch for being a holiday villain, season's greetings, all the proceedings are brought to you by the church house where we'll be eating, chestnuts roasting on the open fire, singing my jingle, where is Chris Kringle? I didn't cop and I ain't even shout I even stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out Now all I want for Christmas is my six-fold Chevrolet And a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly Ain't that something? Nah, ain't that nothing How was Christmas time? And my rhyme steady bumping Everybody happy, hair still nappy Gonna steal a gift for my old grandpappy Catch me giving out turkeys at the church house Don't try to work me, just stand in line And everything gonna be fine Holla at your folks, boys, going down Ain't no helps from no elves, just a dog pan And we passing our gifts Blazing up splits Christmas on the road Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Santa Claus I believe 76 was the year. Girls and boys full of joy with the season cheer. Smell the sky, hella pies and cakes getting baked. To be ate after everything gone off your plate. But wait, not the night, it's straight beans and rice. On the table, are we able to receive tonight? I wonder what the morn bringing so it's hard to doze off. Three o'clock in my socks, I crack the dose off. Hoping when I open the door, I see Santa. Now who the hell is this in this blue bandana? Messing with the boxes that's up under the tree. Look like Santa Claus then crossed into a woman to me. Now I'm coming to see the whole picture get clearer. How we have less as X-Mess get nearer. Mirror, mirror, please, it seems I've been deceived And thanking Saint Trick for the gifts I received So I creep back and act like I ain't even peeped it This'll be me and mom's private seat Santa Claus
Now this one dedicated to the man, I'm called MacGyver. And no 007 James Bond spy, man, it's out of here. Maximum respect to the man, I'm called Ice Cube. And I'm also those two, so drink it, both of them,
Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so uh, Leave a toy for Johnny Leave a doll for Mary Leave something pretty for Johnny And don't forget about Gary Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Tell him James Brown sent you Go straight to the ghetto You know that I know What you will see Cause that was once Me
is a clubhouse for the local senior citizens who might spend an entire afternoon huddled over a single serving of rice pudding. The K&W is past its prime, whereas my cafeteria was located in the sparkling new Crabtree Valley, a former swamp that made her mall look like a dusty tribal marketplace. The Piccadilly had red velvet walls and a dining room lit by artificial torches. A suit of armor marked the entrance to this culinary castle where, we were told, the customer was always king. As a dishwasher, I spent my shifts yanking trays off a conveyor belt and feeding their contents into an enormous, foul-mouthed machine that roared and spat until its charges free of congealed fat and gravy, came steaming out the other end, fogging my glasses and filling the air with the harsh smell of chlorine. I didn't care for the heat or the noise, but other than that, I enjoyed my job. The work kept my hands busy, but left my mind free to concentrate on more important matters. Sometimes I would study from the list of irregular Spanish verbs I kept posted over the sink, but most often I found myself fantasizing about a career in television. It was my dream to create and star in a program called Socrates and Company, in which I would travel from place to place accompanied by a brilliant and loyal proboscis monkey. Socrates and I wouldn't go looking for trouble, but week after week, it would manage to find us. The eyes, Socrates, go for the eyes, I'd yell during one of our many fight scenes. Maybe in Santa Fe, I'd be hit over the head by a heavy jug and lose my memory. Somewhere in Utah, Socrates might discover a satchel of valuable coins or befriend someone wearing a turban but at the end of every show, we would realize that true happiness often lies where you very least expect it. It might arrive in the form of a gentle breeze or a handful of peanuts, but when it came, we would seize it with our own brand of folksy wisdom. I'd planned it so that the final moments of each episode would find Socrates and me standing before a brilliance. to me that we were all held captive in that prison known as the human mind, I would muse, or it suddenly occurred to me that freedom was perhaps the greatest gift of all. I'd hoped to crack these people like nuts, sifting through their brains and coming away with the lessons garnered by a lifetime of regret. Unfortunately, Having spent the better part of their lives behind bars, the men and women I worked with seemed to have learned nothing except how to get out of doing their jobs. Kettles boiled over and steaks were routinely left to blacken on the grill as my co-workers crept off to the stockroom to smoke and play cards or sometimes have sex. It suddenly occurred to me that people are lazy, my reflective TV voice would say. 
This was hardly a major news flash, and as a closing statement, it would undoubtedly fail to warm the hearts of my television audience, who by their very definition were probably not too active themselves. No, my message needed to be more upbeat and spiritually rewarding. Joy, I'd think, whacking the dirty plates against the edge of the slop can. What brings people joy? As Christmas approached, I found my valuable fantasy time cut in half. The mall was crazy now with hungry shoppers, and every three minutes I had the assistant manager on my back, hollering for more coffee cups and vegetable bowls. The holiday customers formed a loud and steady line that reached past the coat of arms all the way to the suit of armor at the front door. They wore cheerful Santas pinned to their bobbled shirts and carried oversized bags laden with power tools and assorted cheeses, bought as gifts for friends and relatives. It made me sad and desperate to see so many people, strangers whose sheer numbers eroded the sense of importance I was working so hard to invent. Where did they come from and why couldn't they just go home? I might swipe their trays off the belt without once wondering who these people were and why they hadn't bothered to finish their breaded cutlets. They meant nothing to me, and watching them move down the line towards the cashier, it became apparent that the feeling was mutual. They wouldn't even remember the meal, much less the person who had provided them with their piping hot tray. How was it that I was important and they were not? There had to be something that separated us. I had always looked forward to Christmas, but now my enthusiasm struck me as cheap and common. Leaving the cafeteria after work, I would see even more people swarming out of the shops and restaurants like bees from a burning hive. Here were the young couples in their stocking caps and the families clustered beside the fountain, each with its lists and marked envelopes of money. It was no wonder the Chinese people couldn't tell them apart. They were sheep, stupid animals programmed by nature to mate and graze and bleed out their wishes to the obese, retired school principal who sat on his ass in the mall's sorry-looking North Pole. My animosity was getting the best of me until I saw in their behavior a solution to my troubling identity crisis. Let them have their rolls of gift wrap and gaudy personalized stockings. If it meant something to them, I wanted nothing to do with it. This year, I would be the one without the shopping bags, the one wearing black in protest of their thoughtless commercialism. My very avoidance would set me apart and cause these people to question themselves in ways that would surely pain them. Who are we, they'd ask, plucking the ornaments off their trees. What have we become, and why can't we be more like that somber fellow who washes dishes down at the Piccadilly cafeteria?
chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. You'll tie Carol, he's sung by a choir. Folks dressed like black Eskimo. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe.
Send us some money. Click on the website. We deserve it. 